Blessings and from his tawfiq and from his fadl, he allowed us to reach this 23rd day of Ramadan, the 23rd night of Ramadan. Uh, if a person is feeling that a night is Laylatul Qadr, then let them follow the advice of the Prophet to say that Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, uh, that, that they should make the dua, Allahumma innaka afuan. Allah, you are the one who forgives and you love forgiveness, so forgive me. So tonight we read the Hikaya regarding uh, uh, Majnoon and his love for the dogs of the street of Layla. So every culture has its own uh, uh, love story that becomes then a, a standard or a, a metaphor for what true true and complete love is. And so one of the love stories of the Arabs was the story of Thais who fell in love with Layla uh, as children. And his love was so pure and innocent and so complete that it made him go crazy. And so he uh, would walk amongst the people with the nickname of Majnoon, that he's completely lost his mind uh, because of this love. It defies any sort of logic or any sort of reason. And the story of this Majnoon and his love for Layla um, has basically been something that parables are struck in the Arabic language. And many of the metaphors of the Arabic language for love, um, they, they, they revolve around these small stories with regards to the, the condition of, 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 of this Majnoon, this place who was completely uh, smitten by his love. Mawana Hakim Akhtar, uh, he starts uh, by setting up the Hikayah by saying that Mulana Rumi Rahimahullah Ta'ala says, Once Majnoon saw a dog of Layla Street going somewhere and he recognized it and he started to kiss its feet and showing his love for it. Some people saw this and said to him, Oh, you mad one, what is this that you are doing? Why do you show such love for such a dirty animal which is full of impurities? Majnoon replied, O you who possess a mere outer form and body, O you who are deprived of the true taste of love, acquire awareness of the condition of my heart and see through my eyes. The dog is the creation of my Lord, and it is a guard over the street of Layla. In my sight, the dust from the feet of the dog living in the street of Layla is better than a lion. The dog living in the street of Layla, in my view, is so precious that I am not prepared to exchange even one hair of its body for many lions. Many a lion has become a slave to the dogs of Layla Street, um, which is probably a reference to himself. Uh, since these secrets cannot be explained in words, I remain silent and bid you salam. O people, if you proceed beyond your worship of outer form and develop contact with the Creator, who is the fountainhead of all beauty, then in this world you will start enjoying the blessings of paradise, and you will see a rose garden everywhere. Mulana Hakim Akhtar in commentary uh, on these translated verses in translation says, In his love for Layla, Majnoon finds the dog uh, of Layla street worthy of love. How is it that the lovers of Allah Ta'ala then go to Makkah Sharifa and Medina Munawwara 
and have no love for the inhabitants of these cities. When they return from Hajj, you hear their complaints against the inhabitants of these cities. They relate all the problems they experienced over there. Regarding such people, one has fear that their Hajj may not have been accepted. In Medina Munawwara, a certain man once bought some sour, some, some, afwan, uh, some uh, yogurt. He said, This yogurt is too sour. The yogurt in India is better than this. That night he saw the Messenger of Allah وسلم, in a dream. The Messenger وسلم, said to him, O you disrespectful one, O you who is deprived of love, leave this city, you are not fit to live here. May Allah save us all from showing disrespect and keep us from harm. This is a, a very important part of understanding the deen, how the Sahaba عنهم, understood it and how they expressed it. They loved the Prophet uh, they loved the Prophet ﷺ even more than uh, Majnoon loved Layla. They used to fight with one another for the used wudu water that he would use. It's related that Sayyidina Usama bin Zayd anhu, once the blood of the Prophet ﷺ that was taken out from uh, hijama, from cupping, he was ordered to go throw it away. And he, he drank that. He drank it. And the Messenger of Allah asked him, what did you do with it? Uh, did you drink it? And he replied in the affirmative. And the Messenger of Allah didn't chastise him for it. In fact, a number of the Sahaba, عنهم, they kept the, the, the hair or the nail clippings of the Prophet وسلم, And uh, it's reported that Sayyidina Muawiyah, he kept them and uh, said that he would like to have them buried with them in his eyes and in his nose and in his mouth. So that the, 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 the physical person of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, would be uh, mixed with, with, with him uh, when he's uh, resurrected. It's said that, that the Sahaba, عنهم, they loved the Prophet وسلم, so much that when uh, uh, one of them was to be executed and the Mushrikeen asked him, Would you not that Muhammad was here uh, uh, in your place, والسلام, he said, Wallahi, I would rather I would rather die than even a thorn go into his foot, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They loved him such that his family, they loved his family more than they loved their own family. Uh, and Sayyidina Umar ta'ala anhu, when they made istisqa, when there's a drought in Medina Munawwara, and they asked Allah Ta'ala for they asked Allah Ta'ala for, for rain. He he asked Sayyidina Abbas عنه, to stand in front of to stand in front of the um, the, the the gathering of the prayer in order that uh, in order that they could make du'a to Allah that Ya Allah by the barakah of this one who is the closest living relative of the one you love give us rain which means what that they held those people in honor because of their honor and love for the Prophet it said that there's even to this day there's a, a window you see kind of like a little lump on the green dome that is to the Qibla side of the green dome that underneath that green dome there's another older dome that was there and there's a window in that also and then underneath there is the original Hujra Sharifa of Sayyidina Aisha in which Rasulullah is buried and Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Umar are buried and that roof also has a hole in it uh, and once when there is a drought in Medina Munawwara uh, uh, they made mashra and they asked the people they asked the ulama what should we do in order to gain the, the, the mercy and blessing of Allah Ta'ala for the rain 
Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she said uh, uh, that make a small hole in the roof of the in the roof of the, the Hujra Sharifa so that the, the Qabr of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there's no barrier between it and the heavens. Uh, so that uh, so that the, the the mercy of Allah Taala come down unimpeded, and they did that, and they prayed for rain, and it rained. Uh, and think about that that the, her insight into into uh, uh, the workings of the workings of uh, of the universe that how much uh, you know only by through love of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and through love of Allah Taala um, that type of thinking could have come out. And this love and reverence uh, for the deen, this is part of the deen and it's a part of the deen that's woefully missing from our practice and even from our understanding. And we oftentimes think of these things as stupid or we mock them or say that people who get these things are missing the point. And, uh, 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 you know, the fact of the matter is, yes, this is not the entire deen, uh, but it's the way the deen should express itself in the heart. And when this level of love in the heart is coupled with uh, learning and with understanding and common sense, then will the deen come into its full uh, uh, in its full uh, expression uh, and, and beauty, uh, expression in a way that will benefit the creation and that will uh, endear it to the Creator. And so, without this understanding of love and reverence and awe. For everything that reminds us of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam, we really we miss out on a lot. And so they used, uh, you know, they used the story of Majnun and Layla, that it seemed to, it seemed to the people that you know, uh, Majnun was out of his mind, but he understood why he was the way he was. And if a person were to put, you know, themselves in that frame of mind for just a second, that he really loves Layla so much. Uh, then if they can, he can relate to her, uh, to his love for her, then they can also then think about, you know, understand what the adab of love are. And really, honestly, the adab of, of, of love themselves are something that, you know, that, that most people uh, don't have the ability inside of them to understand. But we can imitate the, those who uh, had love from before us when we see them. And we can thereby bring that love into uh, our own hearts. Mawana Hakim Akhtar Saab continues, he says in a hadith we are told, O people love the Arabs, uh, uh, and uh, it is a great pity that these days people show no regard for this injunction. And if we, uh, it's a pity that we show no regard for this injunction. My friends, if we intend to give them a word of advice or something which is in their interest and welfare, it is well and good. But it is something different if in our gatherings we continuously backbite and slander them. We should consider it our good fortune to be able to pray for their success and welfare with prayers from our hearts. Uh, this is another issue, you know, because nowadays people have taken to, uh, uh, you know, have a legalistic, uh, you know, approach to the Arabs themselves. And this is another issue of people who we think that are Arabs, Allahu Alam, if they fit the the bill of really being an Arab in the sense that their tongue, it may not be uh, the same tongue that the, the Arabs speak. And uh, uh, their lineage is possibly not their lineage and their adat and taqalid aren't their adat and taqalid. So it's a sad state of affairs that there is, a, you know, millions of people in the world nowadays who are very proud and boast of being Arabs and Allahu A'lam if they, they are or not. But, uh, uh, you know, even then, uh, even then, uh, 
in general, there are people who speak the tongue of Arabic and they uh, keep the adat and taqalid, the, 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 the habits and customs of the Arabs and the lineage, the tribal lineage of the Arabs. Uh, and those people, we should love them. Why? Because we love them because Rasulullah was one of them. And no matter how wonderful and pious other people may be, uh, you know, this is a some way in which it, it's an occasion for us to remember the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam through their love and through their uh, honor and through their reverence. And many people they approach even this issue through a legalistic frame. So they say, well, you know, legally there's no difference between an Arabi and non-Arab, and you know, uh, and then they go further and say, oh, look, you know, this religion is like Arab supremacy and like you know, ain't no Arab better than me, and like, I don't need no Arab to tell me what to do, and stuff for a lot, this, uh, uh, you know, uh, this uh, horribly misguided uh, person who uh, is, you know, in his deviance and misguidance uh, of people, uh, perhaps unparalleled in the absolute disgusting nature of the things that he says and does. Uh the man who goes by the name of Louis Farrakhan, he once in a a a, a talk, he said that uh, you know he he was he was he was basically decrying people becoming actual Muslims rather than the fake Muslims of the of the cult that he he pushes. He said that we don't you know we don't need to uh, uh, you know go from go from we don't need to you know listen to all these Arabs and all these foreigners about stuff. We don't need to go from the back back of the bus to the back of the camel. Uh, and such a such a such a disgusting thing to say is witness of the man's absolute kufr and disbelief uh, and disregard for uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, who was a Nabi Arabi, and the Quran uh, that Allah Taala referred to as Quran and Arabiya la'allakum ta'qilun. Uh, uh, that that Allah Taala said we sent down this Quran as an Arabic Quran so that you can be people of intellect and it's a complete like disregard for it. I mean, it's just something that a person who has no adab and no love for for the deen would say. And unfortunately, you know, with him, his kufr is kind of open shut case. But uh, for uh, uh, you know, for other people, you know, there are those who may have various legitimate uh, uh, legitimate grievances with regards to you know, uh, certain people in the masjid or foreign-born people in the masjid who administer things and, un, you know, unfairly, uh, uh, you know, enforce, you know, maybe something that seems like some cultural practice of theirs on uh, on others or you had to sit through a bayan in Arabic or a khutbah in Arabic and you didn't understand it and et cetera, et cetera. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, the the, the Muslims knew that Arabic was the language of the deen and they loved the Arabs because the Arabs were the ones, if it wasn't these people, at least it was their forefathers who who uh, literally spilled their own blood and gave their lives in order for the deen to spread to the horizons. And even if the Arabs didn't carry them to a certain land, uh, uh, undoubtedly the ones who carried it to the lands of the ones who carried it to their lands were Arabs as well. And uh, a person who has love for them and shukr for them in their heart uh, even if there are legitimate grievances, they would address those grievances rather than painting them with a broad brush and with a broad stroke and talking bad about them. Uh, rather, we say that that the the Arabs amongst them, it's undoubtedly uh, obvious that some of them may be, uh, you know, corrupt in their deen, 
and in their practice. It should be the, the sincere dua of every Muslim that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rectify them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring them back to the path of their forefathers. Um, and everyone you know, should have this kind of common sense that were that to happen, it would be for the benefit of Islam. Uh, those people, those Sahaba and Tabi'een that took the deen to all of the, the frontier, uh, frontiers of the world uh, and left their homes uh, and died in foreign lands in order that La ilaha illallah can spread from one continent to the other. Um, wouldn't it be good if uh, you know you made dua for their, their progeny and Allah Ta'ala brought them back to the deen or at least out of respect for the service they did for us uh, that we made dua for their progeny whether or not that dua has an effect in this world or not at least it would be a way for us to show face and show shukr and gratitude and show that we showed shukr and gratitude for them for what they brought to us um, and we consider this to be part of our deen and the fiqh bears part of it out but the tasawwuf bears a greater part of it out that uh, those people who show gratitude and those people who love the Prophet wasallam, whatever is a, 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 a sifa and an attribute of the Prophet wasallam, when it's reflected in another person it should uh, and reminds a person of Rasulullah then a person should show love for that attribute just like uh, Majnoon uh, uh, when he sees the dog from the street of Layla it makes him happy and it fills him with joy uh, because it reminds him of his beloved and truly the one who loves Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam his love is more real than the, uh, the, the love of this majnoon Mulana Hakim Akhtar Saab continues he says similarly this story teaches us to fulfill the rights of the ulama and the awliya uh, especially he who is uh, to us a spiritual guide also the rights which their family members and children have on us uh, and the correct manners we should have towards them. It also teaches us the proper respect and honor we should show toward the imams and the mu'azzins of the mosques because these persons are the keepers and the custodians of the Lord's houses. For this reason, we should love them and consider uh, service to them as a means toward acquiring the pleasure of Allah. Just imagine we fear troubling and harassing the dog of the district commissioner. It's like meaning just some, a per, an important person, right? If you ran over the... The, the dog of, uh, 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 of you know, the, the governor or something like that, that would be problematic. Um, at least there is some outward semblance of law and order here, although that seems to be going by uh, relatively quickly as well. But, uh, you know, this was written in, in, in a place where perhaps there wasn't so much law and order. So if you make an enemy of a very powerful person, they can turn around and make your life hell. Just imagine we fear troubling and harassing the dog of the district commissioner. In fact, this fear is the fear of the commissioner himself. Similarly, anyone who has any kind of general or special contact with Allah should in a similar manner uh, 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 be honored according to their degree of connection with him. However, these things are not understood by people who are deprived of proper understanding or adab. As Mawlana Rumi rahimahullah ta'ala said, O Allah, we seek from you the ability to show correct adab, because one devoid of adab is he who is deprived of your grace. O Allah, grant us this ability to show correct adab. Amin. So we read another uh, story from the, the, the stories of Layla and Majnoon. This is the story of Layla and the, 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 the Caliph of Baghdad. Once the Caliph of Baghdad uh, 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 told Layla to unveil herself in front of him, that he heard about this, he heard about this woman who had struck a man so much in love that he completely went majnoon, he went crazy. 
and so he 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 was uh, uh, his interest was uh, peaked he was intrigued what is this um and uh, so he he ordered that Layla appear in the in the court and remove the veil from her face and show herself to him and uh, then upon seeing her face the caliph of Baghdad told Layla you are so very dark and ugly but yet Majnun is madly in love with you you have no special beauty beyond other beautiful women so why is this Majnun so mad about you? Now, obviously, the 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 Caliph of Baghdad, his his comment was a stupid comment, and so uh, you know, hopefully, there should be no need to point out the fact that this is like a very racist and horrible thing to say. Um, but I think it's kind of appropriate because even in the Hikayah, he is the 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 metaphor for short-sightedness and for ignorance uh, in his comment. Uh, so obviously, we don't consider uh, dark or light to be ugly or beautiful. A person is the way Allah made them. Uh, you know, just so a person doesn't think like, oh, look, Mulana Rumi is racist. I mean, he he's basically, this is a caricature of ignorance, the man who said this in the first place. So it's not like uh, it's being endorsed. But you have, he says, you have no special beauty beyond other beautiful women. So why is this Majnun so mad about you? Layla replied, O Caliph, if you also possess the eyes of Majnun, you too would become oblivious to both worlds. O Caliph, you are involved with your own self-centeredness. His love for me has made him majnoon and unconscious of himself. And this unconsciousness uh, and this unconsciousness in the path of love is beneficial, while consciousness of the self is harmful. In other words, it is a sign of true love when a person is only aware and conscious of the existence of the beloved, while being unconscious of and unaware of anyone else, including the self. So she said that the reason that you don't find me beautiful is you're not majnoon. Uh, in this lesson, uh, uh, the following advices are found. Mawlana Hakim Akhtar says, uh, May Allah Ta'ala have mercy on him. He says, Haji Imdadullah Muhajar Makki Rahimullah Ta'ala, uh, the Shaykh of our Mashaykh, used to make the uh, dua to Allah Ta'ala uh, frequently. O Lord, make me unaware of all others and let me remain conscious only of your existence. This does not mean that he prays to become negligent and unmindful of relatives, wives, children, and other loved ones. But what he means is let my care over them also be for Allah's sake and not just for being good to them uh, by way of recompense or expecting something in return. In this way, contact with Allah's creation through the sincerity of intention becomes contact with the Creator. The second point of advice is that one should, through the company of the awliya of Allah Ta'ala, endeavor to acquire a side of respect for the Sahaba radiallahu anhum the awliya of Allah, the Kaaba itself, Medina Munawwara, the Hajar Aswad, Safa, Marwa, Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifa, all the mosques of the world and all the servants of these mosques, etc. We should, through these saintly ones and their company, acquire the attitude uh, of uh, honor, uh, 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 the attitude and glance of honor, because without the company of those awliya, this sort of uh, attitude is not generally acquired. There is a big difference between uh, the side of the eyes and the inside of the heart. The side of the eyes is subject to the heart's perception. If the heart's perception is correct, the side of the eyes will also be correct. If the heart is ill due to kufr and iniquity uh, and the spiritual darkness that is created through that, then the eyes too will not function properly. In such a case, it will of necessity follow that due to wrong inner perception, one will become involved in, with wrong sight. Here's an example of this world. A person who is a seeker of Allah Ta'ala will consider it an honor for himself 
and his good fortune to pick up the shoes of the saintly ones and carry them for him. Uh, uh, which is something that I guess we, we never understood it until we went and sat in the company of the Mashaikh. Um, maybe a person may hear this and think, this is stupid. I'm not picking up nobody's like dirty shoes or disgusting shoes or whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I also used to think like that at one time. But then Allah Ta'ala showed me some people who were so amazing that I thought, you know, whatever barakah is there in their shoes, even uh, if, if it were to come unto me, I would consider it a, a, a great ni'mah from Allah Ta'ala and a great blessing and a great door open of Allah's fadl. But maybe if someone never met somebody like that, you know, then the shoes would just look nasty, you know. Uh, but this is uh, our, uh, this is our civilization. It's all the phase of carrying the shoes of the, the Ahlullah. Like Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu carried the shoes of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us somebody, you know, from, from those who he loves, that we can carry their shoes and through that, you know, receive the, the, the blessing of, of being Allah's beloved as well. He says that a person who is a seeker of Allah will consider it an honor for himself and his good fortune to pick up the shoes of the saintly ones and carry them with him. On the other hand, there is the person who is a seeker only of worldly goods who turns away from Allah. He will consider it an honor and a pleasure to flatter the worldly ones and serve them and do his utmost to please them. Therefore, you will notice that their inner perception of the hearts are different and their attitudes are in contrast to one another. In similar fashion, we may look at the era of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. On one hand, we have Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu with his correct insight and perception. He said the face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam shone so brightly that it seemed as if, as if his face was as bright as the morning sun. On the other hand, we have Abu Jahl and his wrong insight and wrong perception, which made him practically blind to the truth. In fact, he only saw his own ugliness in the shining mirror of the face of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this is something also, you know, we should, we should be careful of. That oftentimes when we see someone and it, it, they anger us or we don't like them, all we're seeing is our own ugliness. Uh, because the, the, the believer is the mirror of the believer. And uh, so many a time, so many a time, uh, so many a time a person looks at another person and just hates in them what they see in themselves. And uh, Allah Ta'ala be our, our protection uh, in such a case, then a person should strive to rectify themselves, lest they be like Abu Jahl and hate themselves, but because of that hate, uh, be deprived of the khair of this world and the hereafter. The anecdote of... Uh, Allah Ta'ala protect us from Allah Ta'ala protect us from our own faults Allah Ta'ala, the ones that Allah Ta'ala loves Allah Ta'ala will let them see their own faults And the one who He loves a lot He will preoccupy them with their own faults And the one who Allah Ta'ala hates Allah Ta'ala will preoccupy that person With other people's faults So that they never get around to rectifying their own Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala uh, Allah Ta'ala uh, have mercy on us and write for us a good fate, especially in these Mubarak nights. So the third the third point is that the ordinary man looks at the awliya of Allah with this imperfect and empty life. 
and sight and thinks that they too are empty and deprived of all good uh, and happiness. Uh, and this is a very dangerous way of, 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 of looking uh, at them. Once a spiritually bankrupt person told Haji Imdadullah al-Muhajir al-Makki rahimahullah, I am surprised that Mawlana Muhammad Qasim Nanotwi, the founder of Darulum Deoband and Mawlana Ashraf Ali Tanwi, uh, have become murids of yours, have become disciples of yours. And both of them are very highly accomplished and respected ulama. And Haji Imdadullah, like we mentioned from before, you know, finished barely half of the course of study that was expected of the ulama in those, at that time or less than that. Haji, Haji Imdadullah replied, Yes, brother, I am also surprised that these persons chose someone like myself uh, to be disciples uh, uh, of. Since Haji Imdadullah had completely annihilated his, his nafs, he did not know how to show any displeasure at this criticism. May Allah make us all uh, his sincere lovers. Ameen. Uh, and this is this is important. I mean, this is one really interesting and funny thing. I guess Allah forgive us. We live in the time that we live in. There's really no way around it. But oftentimes, uh, people are you know people will become nasty with each other on social media and like comments and whatever. And uh, one very awkward and and strange way of uh, of ending a debate is when somebody makes an objection about you. Just say, yeah, you're right. Allah Taala you know, forgive me or Allah Ta'ala help me. Because people, people usually who are that vicious, you know, they have such a vicious nafs that they want to just go and tear another person apart. Humility is something they don't really know how to deal with. It's like, uh, it's like that one, uh, it's like that one uh, attack that they have no, they, they never had any defense for in the first place. And, uh, you know, obviously you shouldn't do things, things with the intention of just getting one up on other people. But, you know, it really, it ends, it ends, what ended up will end up becoming some sort of really long and vicious debate and discussion kind of kills it right in its tracks. Um, and it, there's a lot of khair in it. There's a lot of beauty in it. And the thing is that, look, if you're being attacked justly by doing so, you open the door for Allah Ta'ala to forgive you. And if you're being attacked unjustly, which is more likely the case when somebody, you know, some troll comes after you, then it's also, it's also a way of, it's a way of, of, being humble and receiving the reward for that. And also whoever reads whatever uh, is written afterward, uh, you know, they're not going to be oblivious to the, 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 the kind of the troll, the troll-like nature of what was, you know, said about you or said to you. And, and people are intelligent enough to see that, look, you know, this person is not trying to cause a fuss or ca cause a ruckus. Um, and you save yourself like, mashallah, like several days of back and forth and anger, hot anger, in which you should probably be doing your homework or doing work or like, you know, hugging your children or like, you know, whatever, serving your parents or whatever that you waste, that we all waste in, uh, in, in, in you know, back and forth in controversy uh, in arguing with people, uh, including social media, which is all fake, by the way. Nobody really cares. You don't really have a hundred friends or a thousand followers. You don't, none of that actually really exists. Those people are all fake. Your real life is just the people that you meet, you know, in person. Uh, but anyway, the nafs has its own tricks, which are very cleverly leveraged by our friends in Silicon Valley. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, jazahumullahu. I don't know if I can say khairan, but Allah ta'ala give them what they deserve also one day. It says, Khaja, Mulana Hakim Akhtar Saab, he leaves with uh, a, a couple of verses from Khaja uh, 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 Azizul Hassan Al-Majzub, who says, I have found some complaining day and night. I have found some in worries day and night. 
I did not find anyone happier under the skies. Only Majzub I found happy in this place of sorrow. If they, des if they desire protection, O Allah, from grief and sorrow, they should also become your mad lovers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us, uh, give us uh, the madness and the junoon that he gave to the people uh, he loved. And protect us from the sanity of the people that he hated. It's, it's mentioned uh, uh, that Abu Bakr Shibli, uh, one of the associates of Imam Junaid rahimahullah ta'ala al-Qaddasallah that once uh, when he was walking through the market, uh, some person of the dunya and you know trolls and haters all existed before Facebook did. Uh, so one of these trolls and haters, he, uh, he saw him walking in the bazaar and so he said, he said that uh, he said that look at you walking like a madman, uh, meaning that what the Ahlullah they can you know he he just he was just clowning on them saying that you people are crazy, and so Shib Shibli in his ghayrah, uh, uh he replied, Rahimahullah, that may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala increase me in uh, my madness and may He increase you in your sanity, um, and that's what we say you know when the when the children of this dunya uh, look at us. The people who want to travel this journey to Allah Ta'ala and have love for Allah more than love for this dunya. And you know, when they pass by them, they snicker and wink at each other. Uh, uh, you know, we say that, uh, that, that you, uh, you think we're crazy. Allah Ta'ala increase us in our craziness. This craziness will be beneficial one day. Allah Ta'ala increase you in your in your uh, sanity. Your sanity one day is going to be the very, the very, the very standard against which you will be worthy of being damned one day. You see that the court, the court will, will, will forgive the insane, but the sane one who commits his crimes, uh, that person is fully liable uh, for, for those crimes and fully subject to its punishment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Allah ta'ala give hidayah to all of us. And Allah ta'ala make us from his elect and his select, those people that he made for the akhirah. Uh, so that we don't need to worry about this world anymore. The, the children of this world, when they see us, they think that they're crazy. That's fine. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala forgive them one day as well. But for us, we want nothing other than Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala's love. They're big words to say. They're big words to say, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, uh, you know, make us worthy of them. Right now, I'm just like, you know, like a little kid hears his father saying something. And then he says it also. Uh, and he doesn't really understand what it really means. I admit in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our elders, they said these fine sayings and we repeat them. And sometimes we don't know what they really mean. And when we find out what they, what they really mean and the test of what they really mean uh, comes down on us, uh, things may be a bit different. But we ask Allah ta'ala for sabr and thabat and tawfiq that he give us from his imdad, from his, from his, from his uh, uh, enabling and his help and his power. Uh, and sustenance that when we when we get to those tests that he gives us enough to be able to pass them uh, from his fadl and we admit from now from the very beginning that we did nothing to prepare for it and it's nothing in our power in order to be able to pass it it all comes from him jalla but this path of love is it's like another hikaya that, that that that's mentioned in the that's mentioned by Mulana Rumi about the ustad the poor ustad that had no jacket so he was teaching kids Quran in the winter and he had no jacket and he felt cold. And so uh, one day on the way to Maktab, one of the kids says, says to Ustad, says, Ustadji, I saw a dead bear. He says, why don't you skin the bear and tan the hide of the, the, the bear? Obviously, they're not Malikis. So why don't you tan the hide of the bear 
and uh, 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 you know you can make a nice jacket, warm jacket out of it for yourself. So he thought, this is my chance. So he went out to the bear and took his knife out. And when he got close to the bear, he realized the bear is not dead. And so it got up and it, it, it gripped him in a bear hug. And so the children from afar were saying, Ustaji, Ustaji, let go of the jacket. Because uh, they saw him moving around in an awkward and unnatural way. Uh, so they said, Ustaji, Ustaji, drop the jacket, let go of the jacket. He said, that I'm letting go of the jacket, but the jacket's not letting go of me. This, this path is kind of like that. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, once uh, any, any, any person, any salik, no matter how heedlessly or how, uh, uh, how unawares they are, uh, when they sincerely ask Allah ta'ala to take them through this path, that uh, once, once they embrace it, even if they try to let it go, that it not let us go. Uh, otherwise, otherwise this, is a, this, is a, this is a very large undertaking too, to take up without the help of Allah ta'ala, it's impossible. Allah Ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.